This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Oh my God! What is that thing? It looks like a spider with tentacles! It's a... It's a... It's shooting a web at us! Don't let it touch you. It's acidic. Burns. Turn that corner, I'll take a shot at it. Crap, I just bounced off it. Quick, down this corner. No, it's not behind us. Oh good, I need to rest. Christ, I'm not as young as I used to be. This is interesting. Look at these markings on the wall. This is amazing. Play Indiana Jones another time. That Sogoth has realized we aren't in front of it anymore and we'll be turning around shortly. Sogoth? A pet of the Elder Gods. An ancient race who was here eons before we climbed out of the primordial ooze. Ah! What? It's back! It's strand burning through... Come on, now, run! The Sogoth's webbing burned through my jacket and the exposed skin on my hand. I pulled off my jacket and threw it towards the Sogoth. Two of the tentacles grabbed the jacket and ripped it apart. Do you hear that? What? Hit the floor, now! Just over our heads, a spinning blade, the width of a small automobile, tore through the passageway, sparks flying from the wall. The blade sliced into the Sogoth, cutting through the beast's massive body as if it were paper. What the hell? It's okay, you can get up. Thanks for the hand. What hand? Anyway, well, that was fortunate. Fortunate? We were almost killed! True, and I lost my jacket. But at least we knew one thing. What's that? The stones we seek are not in this abbey. And how do we know that? They didn't have enough protection around them to be here. Magic and magical people, the unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Well, just another wild goose chase? Technically, it was a wild Sogoth chase. Whatever. It almost killed us. But it didn't. Are these stones really worth it? According to the legend, whoever controls the stones of Solomon will have the power of a god. I know that Lilith has three. One belongs to the... a vampire. Three others are embedded in an abbey and are guarded by a pious priest. Right. Which is why the Nalfs were killing priests. But what does this have to do with us? I'm not sure. I saw it in a vision when I was... With the giant squid thing, I know. Did Jabba the Hutt tell you anything specific? His name is Sansavani. He's an elder god who's on our side. And no, he rarely tells me the specifics. No, of course not. Why would he? So, why a Sogoth? I don't know. Whatever's down here must be very powerful if it has a Sogoth and a spinning blade of death to protect it. Spinning blade of death? I'm sure it has some Latin name, 
But doesn't spinning blade of death have a hip dangerous sound? <laughs> yeah. Not when you use words like hip. Still, I can't believe that map was wrong. And I know I read it correctly. Where did you get the map? I just got it. Leave it at that. Wait! Harry, where did you get the map? Can I see the map? You could if I still had my jacket. It was in one of the pockets. Seriously? The map? Did you get it from Sluggo? Senzavani? No, I didn't get it from him. Where did you... Mercy, Carmen! I got it at Finney's pawn shop. Finney's? You got me out there on a map from Finney's? See, that's why I didn't say anything. I knew you'd react this way. Well, Finney is a liar and a thief. Why would you trust anything from his store? Because he didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know what I was looking for until I found it. How did you know it wasn't a fake? When you've been around this stuff as long as I have, you spot the fakes. The New Age store knockoffs. Regardless, I wouldn't trust anything from Finney's shop. He has a great nose for sense. I recall him helping you out once. <sighs> Fair enough. Okay, let's go. I believe the exit is this way. Exit? Don't you want to go down there and see what the Sogoth was guarding? No. I want to go back to Nightfalls and decide what to do. Maybe taking a few cases will help me. You want to take on some cases? Oh, look at this. Look at my jacket. Torn to shreds. Everything that was in there is gone. Probably all over these catacombs. Your dagger? Crap. Where is my dagger? Now I'm angry. Don't you have a backup? A spare? Seriously? A spare of the dagger of Yago? How many daggers do you think Yago had? I don't... He had one. One dagger that was good against most things natural and unnatural. I had that dagger for years. Decades. Damn it, where is it? Harry, I don't understand this private eye thing. It's a living. He came down this hall. Where could it have gone? A living? What do you spend money on? You never go anywhere. That's not true. What about that trip to Nebraska we just took? And you went to Atlanta. And now we're here. You know what I mean. Plus raincoats. Do you know how many of those I go through in a year? That still doesn't answer my question. The whole Sam Spade thing. You, you act like a bad cliché. Raincoats have many pockets. You are Harry Strange, the favorite. Demon killer, vampire destroyer. But you run around in this bizarre 1930s gumshoe shtick. It doesn't make any sense. Would you rather I wore purple tights and large gaudy medallions around my neck? I can light incense and chat about New Age philosophy. I could set up one of those dial a psychic lines. Well, I could if I were a psychic. What are you talking about? You should be out there killing demons, caging werewolves, frying vampires. We just killed a Sogoth. Last month we took out a den of Nalf demons. How high of a body count do you need? This is what you were made to do. But you seem... I don't know, like... Like an underachiever. Was I made for this? Do you know what I had to do to become the favorite? What I had to give up? Do you know what being the favorite means? Well, I know... No, you don't. All you've heard are legends. But you can never know. So, little witch, before you presume to tell me how I should act or what I should be, make sure you understand what I am. And you are... Apparently, I'm without my dagger. And lost. What? 
I don't remember a wall being there. Great. Let's try this. A GPS? We must be 600 feet underground. I don't think that... 500 feet south. Whoa. Special Carmen magic and a huge battery power booster in my pack. Listen. We stood still as the footsteps got closer. The echoes made it impossible to tell how many things were approaching. I stepped in front of Carmen. I reached into my jacket to pull out my dagger before I remembered I didn't have a jacket or a dagger. Your hand. It's healing. What? Oh, yeah. I heal quickly, you know that. Uh-uh. Not this time, pal. I don't care what's out there. I want some answers. How is it you heal within hours, sometimes minutes? Who's out there? I'm serious, Harry. Your timing is really bad. I am armed and will shoot. There isn't any need for guns, Mr. Strange. I am Veroctor Curl. You may call me... Mr. K. Mr. K? Are you alone? <laughs> In the end, Mr. Strange, we are all alone. How do you know my name? I know about things and rings and angels' wings. You are Harry Strange, the stuff of myths and legends. It's been said that you single-handedly took out a lair of vampires while you were still human. Score one for the home team. Bravo. I hate those bloodsuckers. They remind me of mooching relatives. I'm still human. Something more and something less, but not pure. Perhaps less than more. Yes? Mr. K moved close enough to wag his finger near my face. All that and looks, too. Some guys have all the luck. It's just not fair. You may want to move your finger out of my face. And you are Dr. Carmen Strega. A twitch, a switch, quite a powerful little witch. More powerful than you or Mr. Strange recognize. Certainly more than... Hmm. Very interesting. Nice parlor trick. Of course, depending on how long you were out there listening, you could have gathered that just from our conversations. More proof you need, more proof you seek. That fire in the Midwest, it wasn't a cow to blame, and your wife went willing into the arms of another. You better watch your mouth, Veructor. Harry, don't! Yes, Harry, you should wait. You don't know what I am capable of. Oh, really? Just what might a little man like you be capable of? Oh, <laughs> You would be surprised of what I can do. Why, for example, I just might leave you down here in the dark. Really? Go ahead and do that. We don't need your help. We have everything well under control. Fine, then. Find your way out. I won't keep you. Come on, Carmen. Oh, <laughs> There is one thing, though. Because we didn't see that coming. My friends. We are not your friends. I didn't mean you. Pale hands reached out from the shadows and grabbed Carmen and I. Long fingers with nails as sharp as switchblades grabbed my wrists. I snatched a pair of hands and twisted upward. 
breaking the bones in its forearms. I could hear inhumans screaming around me. I pulled one of the creatures out of the shadows. It was a hairless humanoid abomination whose eye sockets were filled with a white gelatinous liquid. Jagged teeth snapped at my throat. I smashed my elbow across its nose and bluish-green blood splattered on me. The beast went down in a heap. Carmen had managed to dispatch a couple of them using her pack as a sort of sling. Her extra-large power booster was serving all sorts of purposes today. Above Carmen's head was a hook of some type. Instantly, I knew what was going to happen. The number of these abominations was overwhelming, and I watched in horror as four of them lifted Carmen off the ground and started to carry her towards the hook. Victim Clusas! The group of mole men exploded into a mass of goo and organs. Cover her mouth! Cover her mouth! Do not allow the witch to speak! Something hit me in the back of the head. I kept running towards Carmen. The mole men were holding her back, and one of them had wrapped a piece of filthy cloth around her mouth. I grabbed one of the beasts closest to me and twisted his arm behind his back. I was almost to Carmen when they picked her up and started carrying her towards the hook again. It looked like they were going to impale her. Look, Kay, my hands are up. Put her down. <laughs> As you can see, Mr. Strange, my people are legion in number. I doubt even the favorite can best them all. If you put her on those hooks, you'll find out just how legion I can be. Put her down. You will need to agree to do something for me first. We'll talk about what you want. Just put her down. My people are strong. They can hold her up for a long time. I am going to need you to go into the bowels of this place and retrieve a scepter. We're not doing anything until you put her down. Kay motioned to the mole men holding Carmen and they pushed her onto the hook. No! They pushed her bound hands over the hook. Carmen was suspended in the air, dangling like a fish. See, Strange? I can be reasonable. But any of your tricks and I will skewer her like a shish kebab! Are we clear? I went to Carmen. Are you okay? <laughs> Good. Tell me about this scepter, Kay. Does it have a name? <laughs> oh, many it has. You may know it by Ratatus, or Pelastrian, or Estrata, or... Right, got it. The scepter of Estrata, okay. Why can't your legions get it? Because it's guarded by... Mm, things. What kind of things? Things like the beast you killed earlier. I've lost hundreds of men to the monsters that guard it, but you managed to kill one. So that means that there are only two left. You want me to kill two Sogoths? At least two. The scepter is in an inner chamber, probably guarded by all sorts of nasty traps. But that shouldn't be a problem for the favorite, right? It's not like you can be permanently injured. You guarantee Carmen won't be hurt? You have my word. And you'll let us go? <laughs> I'll even take you to the surface. Once I have the scepter, I will be able to lead my army out of the darkness and into the light. There I will take my rightful place as ruler of the world. Seriously? I'm a man of my word. No, what I mean is, why would you want to rule the world? You've got quite an army of mole men down here, but they have tanks, planes, nukes. Those will be play toys for my boys when they see what I have. The scepter will grant me special powers, mighty powers, powers the world has never seen! But why rule the world? If you have all this power, why rule anything? Why not just chill on an island somewhere? Why 
Why don't you let me worry about that? You're hardly in a position to judge. I am king of my world and soon will be king of yours. Seriously? This is your kingdom? It's been said that in the Valley of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> you amuse me, favorite. But I am more than a one-eyed man. Behold! Mr. K waves his hand and torches on the wall's light, revealing intricate patterns and mystical scenes carved into the walls. This isn't like any abbey I've ever seen. Astute observation, Mr. Obvious. This section of the underground predates the abbey by thousands of years. The abbey was built over the underground, but even then, the monks hadn't any idea how far back or deep these caverns were. My people have been down here for centuries. When I came, they were warring amongst themselves. I brought peace. How did you bring peace? <laughs> You're going to laugh. I have some type of psychic bond with them. They can feel my will. Isn't that great? If they disobey me, they feel a burning pain in their... <laughs> well, they're naughty bits. What? That's crazy. But incredibly effective. So don't make me have to use it on you. Veructor, if you know as much about me as you think you do, you know your parlor tricks will be ineffective. But what about her? Are you willing to risk that? Harry! Actually, Kay, yeah, I am willing to risk that. Harry! Kay looked at Carmen and then at her girl parts. He was staring hard. Leering, almost. Harry? No, you're right. My power only seems to work on these subterranean dwellers. Humans are immune to it. I need to kill you, Harry! Carmen mumbled something, and I'm sure it wasn't way to bluff him, Harry. I cannot understand a word you are saying, Miss Strega. If I ungag you... Do you promise not to try anything witchy? <laughs> Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> Daskujam! One of the mole men reached up, but couldn't quite get to the gag. He tried twice without any success. <sighs> Cut her down. Daslianz! Thank you. Tell that one to stop staring at me. Which one? That one. Sure enough, one of the mole men was staring at her. Not with the vacant stare of the others, but with intent. This mole man had a scar that ran across his forehead and was considerably larger than the others. I thought the mole men were blind, Kay. They are. But they have a highly developed sense of smell. I doubt they've smelled anyone as sweet as Dr. Strega in eons. Well, he's creeping me out. Make him stop. The point became moot when the mole man who was staring at Carmen turned away. Carmen, are you okay? Yeah. Remind me to smack you later. Never bluff with my bits again. As if he's never done that with a sidekick before. I am not a sidekick! Tell me more about this scepter. It's powerful. 
That's all you need to know. Hmm. What exactly were you two doing this far down? Spelunking. You are quite brash, considering you're hopelessly outnumbered. I may be outnumbered, but if you want to get that scepter, you're going to have to accept that I have my reasons for being here. Take comfort in knowing you weren't that reason. You're so fierce. If I hadn't already given my word, I would have had you castrated. And if I hadn't given my word, I would have already fed you to your moment. We can stand here all day smacking each other's manhoods, but I am growing bored with this. Two of my people are going with you. I didn't agree to an escort. It doesn't matter. I need insurance to make sure you don't try anything funny. You have Carmen and my word. What was it one of your presidents used to say? Trust, but verify. That's my motto. Well, that and never trust a man with a banana. But that's another story. The mole men led me to the den of the scepter. We had long since walked out of the range of the torches, but the mole men carried their own devices. They were silent except for the occasional grunt. Me, on the other hand. So what brought you fellows down here? Obviously, you're not big on the sun. I'm guessing you need an SPF of about 2,000? But you could work around that. What would drive a race of people underground? I mean, aside from being some of the ugliest humanish creatures I've ever seen. And let me tell you, I've seen some ugly creatures. You ever see a Nalf demon? But still, ugliness isn't a reason to hide underground. I bet these walls tell your story. Carmen could probably figure it out. She's quite clever, though I would never let her know that. Maybe you're catacomb zombies. No, that's just silly. You know what I don't understand? What do you eat? We've been walking for a long time, and I haven't seen anything. No rats, no mice, no vermin. That would just leave... Mr. K, these walls are fascinating. How long have they been down here? Centuries. Before I was here. You mean you've never really studied them? I didn't need to. I mean, yes, I've looked at them, but they are just medieval graffiti. <laughs> I've never been one for art, but I am one for power, and you are quite powerful. You haven't begun to reach the ends of your power. Do you know that? I am who I am. Lineage. You come from a strong line. Grandmother, great-grandmother, how far back? Very far. The records get a bit spotty before the 1600s. 1600s? Fascinating. I can see why the favorite uses you. What do you mean, uses me? You don't know a lot about your partner, do you? You should pick your friends more carefully. He is immune to most magic, but that also limits his power. He's very weak as a witch, but with you, he's almost invincible. You wield the power in that relationship, my dear. Harry and I are not in a relationship. What do you mean when you said this wasn't the first time he used me as a bluff? Egocentric, dear? I didn't mean you. I meant his last sidekick. I didn't know he had a partner before me. What was his name? Why do you assume it was a he? Was it a she? The sidekick, partner, if you prefer, that he bluffed with isn't as interesting as the partner he killed. Harry killed a partner? You lie like a demon. <laughs> Tell me what fascinates you about the walls. What about Harry's partner? 
Ladies first. You have my word. Fine. Do you see these figures? Don't they look like your people? What? <laughs> oh, yes. I see it, so? Well, what do they look like they're doing? They are eating. They are eating each other. I know. They are cannibals. <laughs> they give new meaning to dog eat dog. <laughs> what do you suppose would happen if you turned them loose on the surface? Well, that would be something, wouldn't it? You would unleash these monsters on an unsuspecting world? Why not? World domination, remember? Worship me or join the buffet. To serve man is a cookbook. What else do you see? No, sir. It's your turn. Tell me about Harry. Yo, mole men, why are we stopping? What is that awful smell? I really could use my dagger of Yago. Hey, albinos, get against the wall. Interesting. Are you just doing what I do, or do you understand English? You've got to be kidding me. Look at the size of those Sogoths. Hey, boys, any ideas on how to kill those things? The Sogoths hadn't seen us. They were just moving back and forth, leaving a trail of slimy ooze behind them. One of them stopped at an alcove of the cave and started spinning a web. Well, not exactly a web, but close enough. What they hoped to catch in it was anyone's guess. Considering the mole men's reactions, I guess that they were the main food source down here. For a monster bigger than a good-sized SUV, the Sogoth spinning the web moved with grace. The webbing came from the center of the tentacles, its eight legs pumping up and down, and it pulled itself up along the webbing. For its parts, the webbing looked to be about the thickness of the strands that run through the heavy-grade dog leashes. I looked down at my hand. The marks from my earlier encounter were just about gone, but I remember how they seared. The mole men had stopped a few feet behind me and wouldn't come any closer. Apparently they were smarter than they looked. Watching the Sogoth, you almost had to admire a thing of its size moving so gracefully. Sogoths were the pets of the Elder Gods, trained to watch over the Elder Gods while they slept. If the Gods had put them here to guard over the scepter, it must be very powerful. Unless there was something else in there. I was so busy watching the Sogoth spin its web that I didn't see where the other one went. Well, as big as it was, it didn't seem likely it could hide. The first one's web was almost up completely, covering the front end of the den of the scepter. It wasn't going to be easy getting through it, but I had an idea, and I was sure the mole men weren't going to like it. There were more carvings in the wall down here, pics of creatures that looked like the mole men doing battle with the Sogoth. From the looks of the wall, the Sogoth was winning. Except one wall. The mole men were biting into Sogoth spider parts. Not just biting, but tearing it open. I spun around in time to see one of the mole men ripped apart by the tentacles of the Sogoth who disappeared. The mole man opened up like a piñata, his intestines sliding to the ground like sausages, splattering into a gumbo of blood and mucus as they hit the cement. The other Sogoth climbed down from its web and was racing toward me and the remaining mole man. We were trapped between the two. Tonight's episode, Harry Strange 109, The Den of the Scepter, was written and directed by Tony Serechia and produced by Brienne Ahern. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Kellen Stennett, Sylvia Galan, and Joe Roche. 
Perry's theme music was written and performed by Lance Hogan and is copyright by Lance Hogan and used with his permission. Contact Lance at his email, h-a-u-g-a-n-l at yahoo.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit Incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Visit HarryStrange.com to keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at HarryStrange.com. For the Harry Strange radio drama, I'm Joanne Pruden. Good night. Hi, we're your good friends at the Internal Revenue Service with some exciting news. You just may get audited this year. (laughs) But I know what you're thinking. Gee, I want to make sure I get every nickel possible squeezed out of me during this audit. But who'll take care of my kids? Why, the IRS daycare. Yes, during your grueling ordeal, your kids will be in this spacious room where they can play without care. Hello, little boy. What's your name? Tommy. My, you brought a lot of toys with you. Yeah, this jet plane's my favorite. Too bad, because it's ours now. Hey, what? And we'll take this ball, this car, and this Nintendo DS. Those are my toys. Daddy gave them to me. Oh, in that case, we should estimate how many toys he'll give you next year and take this and this and this and this. You didn't leave me anything. Have fun, Tommy. Sir, we've got a problem in the corner. That big kid is knocking the little kids down and taking everything they have. I'll take care of this. You, you there. Yes, you the bully. You have quite the future working for the IRS. (laughs) The IRS daycare. It's about time your kids learned about real life.